0: What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Triangle of Sadness. And Marcel, the shell with shoes on. First, let's talk about Triangle of Sadness. Here's a quick synopsis. Two models in a relationship go on a free cruise ship with other rich people and get a first-hand glimpse of a reversal of the class structure. The film stars Harris Dickinson, Charlie Dean Creek, Dolly DeLeon, Zlatko Burick, Carolina Gunning, Vicky Berlin, and Woody Harrelson. Standout performances. I've seen a lot of movies with Harris Dickinson in them lately. The King's Man, The Souvenir Part 2, both in 2021. This past year in 2022, he had roles in See How They Run... Where the Crawdad Sings, and Triangle of Sadness, which is far and away his best film. In it, he gives his best performance to date. He plays Carl, a male model who wants his relationship to be more than just defined by gender roles. There's a fantastic argument between his character and his girlfriend at a restaurant about who should pay for the meal. Younger audiences are going to recognize this character immediately. He is basically playing an Instagram boyfriend who he himself is also a model, but throughout the movie, he is taking pictures of his supermodel girlfriend. Dickinson will next have roles in Sean Durkin's The Iron Claw with Zac Efron, Lily James, and Jeremy Allen White, and Steve McQueen's Blitz with Sir Ronan. I mean, Dickinson is working with top-notch filmmakers, and I think that's one way that could possibly turn him into a movie star. The breakout star of Triangle of Sadness is actress Dolly DeLeon, who plays 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 Abigail, a worker on the cruise who suddenly gets put in a position of power many expected and hoped she would get an Oscar nomination for this performance. In an ensemble like this, it's hard to stand out and she does. Also having a role in this movie is actor Woody Harrelson who is one of my all-time favorites from Cheers, White Man Can't Jump, Zombieland, and True Detective. He's constantly awesome and in this film, he plays the unprofessional captain of the ship. He has some great lines about capitalism, and socialism, it's a great use of his fun energy, and the movie desperately needed it. Triangle of Sadness is a super polarizing movie like most modern day satires, and the reason for that is, this film from writer-directing Ruben Oslin is not subtle, it's crystal clear what part of society it's mocking the rich and wealthy. The most interesting idea that the movie has that I agree with, is that everyone is status-obsessed, even the people who don't have the status want the status and there lies the problem that the people in power want to remain in power and the people that don't have power desperately want that power no one really wants to be treated as equals they want to be treated as better than and when you reach a certain status you want to remain the status quo the film reminds me a lot of adam mckay's don't look up Both movies are fun and entertaining, but they're not saying anything that most people don't already know. This might be asking a lot out of a movie, but these two satires aren't going to change anyone's minds on the topics they are about. There's nothing surprising about either film, and you kind of get numb to the moments that are supposed to be super shocking. I think what's hurt a movie like Triangle of Sadness the most is that there are better options of things that make fun of rich people. You have the HBO show Succession. It does a way better job of what Triangle of Sadness is trying to do. And Succession is way more subtle in how it does it. And if you ask me what I think the difference is between Triangle of Sadness and Succession is, here's the thing. Triangle of Sadness is about ideas. The same way Don't Look Up is about ideas about global warming. Ideas are great, but people do not like movies about ideas. Succession is a story. Study. People are invested in the characters. That's what they want to see when they watch movies and shows. They want to be invested in the characters. And I think after you watch Triangle of Sadness, you're not going to be invested in the characters. Yes, these are good performances, but it's not great character arc for anyone in the movie. There's a way to explore these ideas and also do a better job at character development. I mean, this is a movie that clearly only cares about the ideas that it's selling you the same way Don't Look Up is only a movie about the ideas that they're selling you yes both films have really good performances but there's not great character arcs you're not invested in the characters as much as you should be Triangle of Sadness though did do very well critically it was one of the 10 films nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars Ruben Oslin got a Best Director nomination he also got a Best Screenplay nomination and I do disagree with most of those nominations like I think a movie like The Woman King should have been nominated over Triangle of Sadness, which I do think is a very good movie, but it's not super successful in what it's doing, like I don't think it's a great satire, it's a good satire, I get the point of it, I just think it lacks subtlety, its ideas are just fully in your face the entire time, and I think within a half hour, you know everything that Triangle of Sadness is trying to say, like if you watch a movie for an hour, and you already know everything about The the movie, that's a problem. The ending is supposed to be super shocking, it's supposed to be super emotional, and you're just not there. I wasn't super invested in the movie's ending. I'll admit though, I, like many others, are super hard on satires. I think it's a hard time to be a satire when the world is a crazy place right now, and the satire is so foolish, but so is real life right now. It's hard to do a perfect satire. I liked Don't Look Up, and I like triangle of sadness, but they are Far from perfect satires. Overall, Triangle of Sadness is a good, not great movie, and I do think there is a great movie in there. Like, I do think there is a way to comment on all things about rich people that you want to while also do a better job of developing the characters. I do like the Carl and Charlie storyline in the movie. I like the idea of exploring what a modern relationship is. I think this is another problem of the movie. these ideas don't connect well together, this idea of rich people and this idea of this relationship. I think those are two separate movies, and I think that's a problem with a lot of movies nowadays. They are trying to combine too many ideas into one movie. Like, I think this is a movie that has three different movies in it. Like, I think the Dolly De Leon character could have had her own movie. The same with the Woody Harrelson character. Like, I was thinking when watching the part of him in the movie that that could have been a satire on below deck like there's so many movies in one movie it doesn't fully come together and I think that's the biggest issue going with Triangle of Sadness is you wanted to spend more time with each character but they were forcing so many ideas onto you that you didn't really fully invest in any one character. I want to see what happens with the Carl and Charlie relationship. I think that could have been its own interesting film. The movie is trying to be so many different things Things, that it never fully becomes any one of those things, if that makes any sense. I think it's why Succession is so successful as a show, because yes, it's about a lot of things, but really, in the end of the day, it's about that one family, the Roys. It's concentrated on them. Triangle of Sadness is not concentrated on any one thing, and at any time, the movie becomes something different. I guess what I wanted out of this movie was to be one thing. I'm also not the biggest fan fan of a movie purposely trying to turn some people off and I think there's a scene that I'm not going to spoil that is definitely trying to turn you off and again that's something I really just don't care for especially in a satire like this I just don't think it's needed I don't think you need to be so blatantly obvious about what your movie is about again subtlety is okay in movies and this movie definitely lacks subtlety the last thing I'll say is it does seem to be a divisive film like some people are saying it's one of the best films of 2022 some people are saying it's terrible and some people like myself are in between I think at the end of the day Triangle of Sadness is a very good movie that had the possibility of being a great one if only it had concentrated on one character and one specific thing now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Marcel the shell with shoes on here's a quick synopsis Marcel is a talking shell who is in search of his family with help from Dean, a documentary filmmaker. The film stars Jenny Slate, Isabella Rossellini, and Dean Fleischer-Camp. Standout performances. Jenny Slate is one of my favorite performers. She's a great stand-up and has starred in the film's Obvious Child, Landline, Gifted, Venom, and I Want You Back, and has done a ton of voice acting in The Lorax in 2012, Zootopia, The Secret Life of Pets, both in 2016, The Lego Batman Movie, and... Despicable Me Free, both in 2017, and she first voiced the character of Marcel back in 2010 and 2011 in two short films. Marcel is a very funny and endearing character. The character's innocence is infectious, and with that voice, you forget that that's Jenny Slate. Now, Jenny Slate is a very interesting actress, and I think many people forget this. Jenny Slate was fired from Saturday Night Live, and for many people, that's probably the end of their careers. They become an afterthought. SNL is supposed to turn you into a star. What's fascinating about her is she became a star after leaving SNL. She has become a fantastic actress. I really like her stand-up, and her voice work is excellent. It's super impressive that she was able to bounce back from that perceived failure. And a lot of great people did not work on Saturday Night Live. Another great example is Sarah Silverman. She had a short stay on SNL. Not everyone becomes a star because of that show and Jenny Slate was on that show, was let go and has since become a big name on her own. The first thing that is special about this movie, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, is it's the perfect mix of animation and live action. Movies that combine the two can be a slippery slope, but this movie about a talking shell wearing shoes feels weirdly naturalistic. The movie feels earnest and not pandering like many animated films. It's a movie that knows what it is and it's not trying Trying too hard. Like, let me explain it in this way. Making a movie about how a shell becomes famous online can go very badly. There's a way to overdo this to make Marcel an obnoxious character that you don't want to spend any time with. We all know the million different ways this movie could be bad, yet it's effortlessly good. I think it's worth noting that Slade was once married to the film's director, Dean Fleischer-Camp, who in the movie is dealing with a separation from his wife. And did the very least, that feels like them commenting on their past relationship. 2022 for me was an amazing year for animated films. You had Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Richard Linklater's Apollo 10.5, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Bad Guys, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And what these five films have in common is that they are innovative. They all have a personal plot and are a lot of fun and can be enjoyed by both kids and adults. And when it comes to Marcel the Shell, I've heard it been called an animated film for adults and I get that, but it's also got the classic story of a character looking for their family, which all kids can understand. And I do feel like sometimes you need a different kind of an animated movie than the ones that have the song that gets stuck in kids heads like i do think you need a different kind of movie and i think marcel the shell with shoes on is that perfect kind of movie that adults are going to enjoy and kids are going to think is a lot of fun like not every movie needs to have a hit song that gets stuck in your head till the end of time another thing i noticed when watching the movie is it doesn't have the constant cultural references that you see in Almost every movie nowadays. Marcel the Shell with shoes on is not commenting on popular culture. Yes, it has the segment of the movie when Marcel becomes an internet sensation, but they don't comment on every single thing that is popular. And that's something that you see in almost every kid's movie today. They are commenting on popular culture throughout the movie. And that's something I really enjoyed not seeing in Marcel the Shell with shoes on because there's enough there where you don't have to comment. I think the movies that comment on other things in pop culture are doing that because there's not enough there for the entire movie, so they need to talk about other things other than what's going on in the movie. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on is a movie that knows what it is and it doesn't have to comment on other things in popular culture to be interesting. There were some questions as to whether the film would be eligible for Best Animated Film at the Oscars, and thankfully it was and got a nomination, Originality. Should always be rewarded Especially when it comes to animated films I love the classic movies I grew up with the Disney films Dominating the 1990s Every Disney movie was a great movie musical But I do think there needs to be time for change And I think the movies that got nominated For Best Animated Feature this year Show that animated films are evolving And they're not the same that they were in the 1990s Movies like Puss in Boots and The Last Wish getting nominated. That's way different than Shrek, for example. Yes, you can see similar things, but you can also see the evolution from that movie to that movie. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is telling a classic story that we've seen again and again and again, but it's able to tell it in a different and unique way. That's the power of animation, is you can tell stories over and over again, but you can tell them in different ways, especially visually. That's something that I noticed when it came to these nominees. These movies look different than 99% of the animated films out there. And what I love about animation is there has definitely been a few points in my life where I thought we have reached the peak of animation when it comes to Pixar, when it comes to DreamWorks, when it comes to those Disney movies of the 1990s. I never thought I would see a movie that would be better than. Than, let's say The Lion King, but there have been animated films that have done different things and are equally as good as that one. A few years ago, you had Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is unlike any animated film that's ever been made. It's a movie that feels like a comic book. And overall, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on is unlike any other animated film. It's not only fun and funny, it's also super impressive achievement and challenges what you think of when you think of an anim- Animated movie, and that's something I think these animated films that got nominated for the Oscars are doing. They are challenging the very idea of what you yourself think of when you think of animated movies. And even great animated films can fall on that trap of being something that we're expecting. Like, I think Pixar sometimes delivers something that is great, but it's something that you expect from them. Like, what we expect from a Pixar movie, for example, is for it to be a really interesting movie. That has a way deeper meaning than children can ever understand. But adults are going to be moved by. I think of Up. I think of Inside Out. These movies have super deep meanings. But we've seen those before. And sometimes it feels like Pixar is repeating itself. I was thinking about this when watching Marcel the Shell. That I think sometimes these studios think that the way to make an animated movie popular. Is to have it have these adult themes. Like this movie is going to be super meaningful like the Buzz Lightyear it's going to be about how time was wasted like that's a super deep and impactful thought that we all have I think the way to make an animated film stand out in today's world is to have it be visually different than any other animated film being made today that's why Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won the best animated feature at the Oscars because it visually looks stunning and different than most animated films being made today And it's the same thing with Marcel the Shell. It's the same thing with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's not because of their adult themes. There are some great themes in all of those movies. Those are universal themes that we can go back to again and again. But what is going to stand the test of time is how visually stunning these films look. For example, I love Disney Pixar Soul. I love the ideas in that movie. That's a movie that has great, deep, impactful themes. But I think the best thing about that movie is how that movie looks. I think the visual element of animated films has somewhat been ignored by these studios. They make these movies with the adult themes and they go, wow, this is going to get people to see this movie. But what is the most effective way to be a good animated film is to be visually different. I mean, again, that's the best thing that Marcel the Shell has going for it. You could have made a hand-drawn movie about a talking shell and it could have had these adult themes and maybe it would have been a hit, but we wouldn't be talking about it for as long as we've been talking about Marcel the Shell. The reason we keep talking about this movie is because of the visual aspect of the movie. The mix of the animation and the live action is what makes Marcel the Shell with shoes on stand out from other animated films. It wasn't cultural references that adults will understand. It's the visual elements that makes this movie a stand out animated film, and something that we'll be talking about For a very long time. And it's also a passion project. Jenny Slate recently said. It would take about a decade. To make a sequel to this movie. This movie is an accomplishment. And I really do want to see. The continuing of animated film. Stretch itself as an art form. It's like Guillermo del Toro said. This is not a genre of movie anymore. It is an art form. And I think. Again it feels like we're at the height of it. But it's going to continue to get better and better. And I hope Jenny Slate continues to be part of the growth of animated movies and I would love absolutely love if in a decade we get a sequel to Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movies Triangle of Sadness and Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Next week on the podcast I'm talking about the movies Creed Free starring Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, and Tessa Thompson, and Boston Strangler starring Kira Knightley, Carrie Coon, and Alessandro Nivola. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.